Welcome to CII Radio. In this episode, we are talking to Matt Hall from the Chartered Insurance Institute about the CII Societies. In this episode of the CII podcast series, we're joined by Matt Hall, who is Strategy and Operations Manager at the CII. As part of its strategic manifesto commitment to become a more relevant and diverse professional body, the Chartered Insurance Institute is in the process of relaunching its societies. In transitioning from the faculties into societies, the objective is to create a dedicated professional body for members working in different segments of the insurance sector. Through the new dedicated societies, the CII is recognising that while we are all part of the United Insurance profession, individual segments within the CII membership have specific needs from a professional standards perspective. To find out more about this podcast or for useful links, go to thejournal.cii.co.uk forward slash podcasts. Here is our conversation with Matt Hall. Hello, Matt, and welcome to the podcast. Hi, Luke. Thank you very much for coming in to speak to us today. If you could just start off by giving us a general introduction to the CII societies and what they aim to give members. Absolutely. The aim of the societies is really to provide a sector-relevant experience for our members. Uh, As you alluded to in the introduction, we have been looking at how we approach the member experience at CII and looking to improve it and the value proposition. Yes, yeah. The societies really respond to this by looking at the areas in which our members work, that being broking, claims and underwriting as the main areas. Right. And it provides insight, knowledge, content and learning that is specific to their area. The idea is to build a member community that will ultimately provide value within that sector. And that is by looking through the lenses of the CII group more broadly. So this is about encouraging good professional standards. It's about encouraging good professional behaviour and it's about promoting public trust. Fantastic. So you are in the process of launching these at the moment. How are they going to differ to the previous faculty groups which the um, CII operated? Absolutely. The faculty groups had existed for some years in the CII. Yes. And I think there was a lot of very good knowledge within them. But the real issue there was how we transmit that knowledge and that thought leadership out to the wider membership. So while 12 people were sat around a table with all of this knowledge within them, How do we transform that into content that can benefit thousands of members throughout our member communities? Okay. Um, So each society has a board. Can you tell us how you go about selecting the board members and uh, what some of their responsibilities are? Each board is made up of 12 individuals. The individuals are drawn from the market. So they are representatives or practitioners. Each one is senior and has significant experience within their sector. Excellent. Okay. And in terms of their responsibilities, they're really there to provide guidance and leadership to ourselves at the CII when we're producing the content and the insight that we put out to members. We have a dual leadership structure. So we have a chair who is responsible for the governance and leadership of the members of the board. And we also have a non-executive director who is very much responsible for being a spokesperson and advocate for the society. Okay. In terms of responsibilities of other board members, what we really look for from them is guidance. So we're looking for market knowledge and expertise that can help inform the content that we provide our members. Excellent. And and do these boards meet regularly and kind of discuss the best way to get content out there and what's going on in the market and, and that kind of thing? Absolutely. Our boards meet four times a year and also regularly communicate 
throughout the throughout the year as well. Those meetings are an opportunity, as you say, to share ideas, to share issues that are arising in the industry and how we might respond to them. We also have a programme of stakeholder engagement. So we go out and speak to other professional bodies, other associations and regulators. And the idea there is a process of aggregation. So yeah. it's ensuring that where we identify issues that are cross-cutting, that affect other sectors, other industries, that we are responding to those in a united fashion. Fantastic. The Society of Insurance Broking was the first to launch in September 2018. So far, how pleased have you been with what that's achieved and how positive has the response been from CII members and uh, the Society members? That's right. So the Society of Insurance Broking is coming up to six months old now. And within that time, we've produced a huge amount of content, including videos, good practice guides to help inform our, our members how they can do their jobs better, insight, blogs, reports. So we've been extremely active in making sure that the content we're putting out is is member relevant and valuable. The response from CII members has been really strong. Personally, it's it's always nice to get good feedback. So people getting in touch and saying, you know, I'm really pleased to see the society launching. I'm really pleased that, that you're doing this. That's great. What's been even more positive to me has been members putting up their hand and wanting to get involved. Absolutely. If you think yeah. back to what I said earlier about this being a community, there are now members putting up their hands and saying, well, actually, I have a different opinion on this topic. Excellent. Or I'd like to contribute a blog or how can I get more involved with the work of the board or, or the society more broadly? And I think when I look at that, that's what I see as real engagement. This isn't just positive feedback. This is members putting up their hands and saying, I want to be involved. Fantastic. And and now you can really see that it's gaining some momentum after six months and you're really getting that kind of back and forth. And, and you would obviously actively encourage um, society members to, to get in touch and, and to provide content and, and opinion. Yes, by all means. We want this to be representative of CII membership. Yeah, We want it to be diverse. We want it to cater to people at all stages of their careers. So I would encourage any members out there who thought that they had something to contribute from the Society of Insurance Breaking, whether that's in terms of content, ideas, opinions, any sort of, of feedback is welcome because that helps make sure that the society is relevant to the jobs that our members are doing. Excellent. And the Society of Claims Professionals was the second to launch. Um, that's at a slightly earlier stage. Is, is everything going well with that? And you've seen a similar take up and momentum? That's right. So in January 2019, the Society of Claims Professionals launched as our, our second society. And as you say, that's that's rather younger at the moment. Yes, so we're yeah. going through the launch process at the moment and also a programme of stakeholder engagement. So going out and speaking to regulators and other professional bodies. I think what's really heartened me there has been the positive response from that audience. So we've heard from a, a number of different bodies how keen they are to be involved in initiatives that the industry can really coalesce around. So an example of that is vulnerable customers. Yes, okay. That, that is a, a real cross-cutting issue. It's something that affects every different sector, every different industry, and every part of the, the sort of insurance ecosystem, for want of a better word, mm. really needs to consider how it deals with vulnerable customers and how it interacts with them. So I think that's an excellent example of, of one of the topics that, other bodies have identified that we can really work together with them for, for for the benefit of both the industry, customers, and ultimately to increase public trust. 
Absolutely. And there are, uh, well, the next society plan for the future, I believe, will be the society of underwriting. Will that be later this year in, in 2019? And how are plans going for that? So we're aiming for a Q2 launch for the Society of Underwriting Professionals. And at the moment, what I'm principally working on is pulling together a board of practitioners. So we're working on developing a representative and diverse board that will provide the leadership and the guidance to take that forward in line with the other other societies. So that's given us an, an excellent overview, Matt. Thank you very much. Finally, how can members or listeners kind of get involved um, if they're listening to this and they, they, they do want to become part of the society or find out more? I think going back to, to what I said earlier is, is really important. So making the point that, that this is this society belongs to our members. I, I would like them to get involved and I would like them to to volunteer to produce content if they wish to put forward their opinions and their views. I think the starting point for that should be the websites. So I would encourage I would encourage our members to visit sib.org.uk for the Society of Insurance Broking and socp.org.uk for the Society of Claims Professionals. There you can find news, content and learning, insight, and there's also links through to our social media presence as well. So that is really the hub of, of the society experience. So I'd encourage all of our members to, to visit there and, and have a look at the great stuff that we're putting out. Excellent, Matt. Thanks very much for joining us today and best of luck with uh, all the future societies. Thank you very much. And thank you for listening to this episode. To find out more and to subscribe, visit thejournal.cii.co.uk forward slash podcasts. Thank you very much and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>